Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Freddy's Revenge. Revenge. (laughs) But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. Yes. So, this tea was actually given to us Mm. by a very, very nice gentleman in American Shaman CBD. And it's supposed to, to help with... Like detox for allergies and things like that. When he he actually gave this to us before we even mentioned that we're part of a podcast that does tea, and then he he threw in a couple of CBD uh, honey straws too. So super super sweet, very wonderful staff. They're amazing, very helpful, very knowledgeable. So we appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, I'm always I'm always a bit skeptical whenever they're like, oh, this does this, especially when it comes to CBD. But I will say that as one with anxiety and chronic pain, uh, I do enjoy CBD, but on as the legal the legal version, <laughs> it's not but, a cure all. But yeah, the it's it smells really good. I I kind of find it a little weird that the tea bags didn't say how much CBD that they had in them. It might on the box, but the individual tea. <laughs> I'm just things <laughs> might not. I'm just hoping with the tea and the honey, it's not more milligrams than I'm expecting. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to be like, woo. <laughs> but I mean, but to be fair though, this is like the the CBD that doesn't have it really, doesn't have any THC or yeah, anything. So yeah. if if anything it'll just relax you, which will probably help after the caffeine from earlier. So actually C B D enhances the effects of caffeine. Ah, crap. So you're not supposed to now since it's been a little bit of time, I don't know if it'll impact it. But yeah, you're not supposed to take C B D and caffeine together. So all of those coffee because I know me and V were having the conversation is like there's coffee houses now that are offering CBD. And it's like, that's super dangerous. It's almost like alcohol and energy drinks. Like you're pitting a downer and an upper together. And that just does not seem like a <laughs> cocktail good to consume. <laughs> you're like, let's see what happens. I don't know. Jack but, and do sounds kind of good. <laughs> but yeah, so good for anyone who can uh, legally consume it. We would not suggest otherwise. It's like, I don't know... CBD laws for for other countries and stuff like that. Oh. But, but anyway, just shouting that out there. So if you can legally consume it, you can you can join us if you'd like. But anyways, so for our tea sippers out there, brew a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for Nightmare on Elm Street 2, it's a bit of a mess. So it's been... A decent period of time since uh, Nancy and the original Elm Street happened. And so this new... Five years. 
at least. Because mm-hmm. they said that they couldn't sell it for five years. So I don't know how long before that it No, occurred. they mentioned in the movie. It was actually five years ago. The diary. Ago. She's like, this was written five years ago. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Paying attention. Uh, oh, well. But anyways, maybe it's the CBD. <laughs> but, uh, no. No, I think it's just your attention span. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the attention span. But anyways... So this new family moves in, and the son, Jesse, is having these really weird dreams, and it's starting to slowly bleed into his awake life. And there's a girl that he has a crush on, and he figures out, and Freddy makes it known, that Freddy is trying to take over his body so he can continue his work in the awake world. Uh, as Freddie puts it, uh, you be the body and I be the brains. <laughs> so, yeah. So for entertainment, this is going to be a very interesting movie to talk about. <laughs> so I would personally give it a seven. Like as far as a horror movie goes... Really not that scary. <laughs> instead, inst- instead of fear, <laughs> they they replaced it with confused feelings. <laughs> for you. For me. Let's, let's clarify yeah. that a bit. It was confusing for you. Yeah. And d- probably <laughs> only for you. Yeah, Jess didn't have any of it but it's like there's a lot I of caught the subtext i just didn't get confused feelings <laughs> so there's so much homoerotic subtext in this movie like so much and i the kinky side yeah i'm over here like i'm actually getting kind of you know into it into freddy i'm like i like yeah freddy like <laughs> but like uh, so just be prepared for that but in a way like the subtext makes the movie a lot less scary cuz instead of cuz it's like whenever freddy was coming after nancy since you know that freddy is is like they advertise him as a child killer but even whenever they first created, they confirmed that he was supposed to be a pedophile. So it's like he does have that creepy, like a little bit too intimate with his victims vibe with Rapey the first vibe. movie. But with this movie, it's like a whole new, like caressing his face with his claws. And it's just like, oh, just a, a level above his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> and not in a sexual way <laughs> it's like and then there's so much like s&m that's like mentioned and just oh my god this movie like an s&m bar yeah and then like the gym like, it's, teacher it's like the 80s version of what they thought like a an alternative type place would be and they just threw everything at it. It's like they didn't do the research or anything when they went into making this bar. They just kind of threw everything. So you see, like, alt people. You see goths, or what equates to goth in that era. You see, like, BDSM type things all around, just peppered in here and there. And then you see, like, just 
homosexual couples together. You see all kinds of things going on. And it's just like this modge podge of everything in this one bar. But nobody talked about, should it be just one type of bar? Yeah, just... Oh. But anyways, <laughs> so... <laughs> Aside from the homoerotic subtext, which I'd say is barely even subtext, like it is obvious. Oh, it's just, overt. Yeah, like especially it really. I mean, like whenever the gym teacher dies, and then whenever Jesse is putting away or unpacking, and he's dancing and he's using his butt <laughs> to working close his before drawer. it was a thing. Yeah, I'm just like ooh. <laughs> shake that booty but anyways before i move on this is like a really quick fun fact so apparently the actor that played jesse is actually very openly gay in real life so i i think that's kind of cool as i I don't know if he was openly gay during the movie but probably not in that area yeah i i would be surprised but i think it's kind of a funny like not irony but parallel i guess fun fact Yeah, fun fact. But anyways, even though this movie isn't scary, I love the nightmare scenes. Like, they are extremely creative. They're not scary, but they are extremely creative. Like, if I was a little kid and I was having that nightmare and it was that scene, then yeah, it would scare the heck out of me. But as, like, an adult watching it, I'm just like, oh, it's not that scary. 80s. Yes. I laughed so much in this movie. It, it is just so funny, like, the homoerotic scenes, but also, like, the the scares in this movie. It just, ah, oh, it, it's so funny. It's a very entertaining movie. Like, you will not be bored watching the movie, but it's just, if you are going in wanting to be scared, you will be very disappointed. And then the only other thing is just like a lot of the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies, like the effects were really cool and they are really creative, just like the nightmare scenes, but they were very, very, very fake. So, but it it was actually a part of the hilarity, though, like whenever his knives are coming through his hands and then just seeing like the fingers like all torn apart like that was totally fake you seeing freddy's head pop through jesse's stomach like really cool effect not believable at all yeah so i actually think with those particular scenes it would have been better and i i usually have the opposite opinion if it was a bit darker i feel like it was a bit too bright in the scene itself from all the lights in the room I feel like it would have had a different effect and would have been a bit more impactful if it was a little bit darker. That's a good point. I mean, it's just like the monsters. Like, the less you show, the more believable Mm -hmm. it is. I think, in some regards, some effects are like Mm -hmm. that. Like, the less you show... Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a good point. So, since I rated it a 7, but I had my own experience with the movie... (laughs) What what would you rate the movie? I did not have the same experience <laughs> with this movie that you did. <laughs> Clearly. I know I was texting her. I'm like, I'm you definitely enjoyed it a bit more <laughs> and in a different way. Yay. Than I did. <laughs> oh. But 
was a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street, for the most part, a bit more hardcore, it just from the lore and everything, and I couldn't remember why I hadn't really watched the second one in forever. It's usually the first one, the original, that I go to. And there are a couple of others here and there sprinkled in that I'll watch after that, but I never really went to the second one after the first one, and I forgot why, and it's because I didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> I actually give it a 5.5. Dang. And a lot of that is because they, I feel like they lost sight a little bit of Freddy's actual story. They didn't explain why he decided to come back and why that particular kid I guess they tried to make it sound like it was because he was in Nancy's house mm -hmm. like they that family had bought that house but it's like but he it, obviously was affecting the other kids too yeah, yeah and there was no real rhyme or reason as to why those kids why at that particular point in time five years later so it just, it didn't make that much sense. It seemed very random. And in the other movie, he never really possessed anyone or tried to possess anyone. He only attacked them in their dreams. Yeah. And that was his domain. And that's why they were so scared of falling asleep. In this one, he's trying to possess someone for no real reason. And somehow he's able to affect stuff in reality. And it just seems very out of place and out of character. The main actor for Freddy does a good job with his scenes. I do love him as this character. He does an amazing job. Huge fan. <laughs> and I appreciate how in the very opening scene, the very first scene, you notice if you pay attention, he is the bus driver mm -hmm. when kids are getting onto the bus. They only really show his like profile at first, and it's just a small glimpse, but it's him. And I love that little almost cameo. It's, it's foreshadowing. This is definitely a dream. It's definitely him. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I really like that they put that in there. And that was cool, and it made me think, oh, this is going to be a lot like the original movie... And then they go a completely different way and make me sad. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I think that's why with Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which we'll eventually be covering, mm -hmm. they really went back to the basics. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I just, I never really went back to this one after watching it once or twice, because it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Clearly, it doesn't yeah. do it for me like it does you. <laughs> Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, trying to look at it objectively, which is very difficult to do, but trying to look at it objectively, the the kill scenes are very varied, which I appreciate. He does tend to vary things up a bit. He still has, for the most part, the same characters, so the same type of dialogue and everything. It really kind of puts you off balance, and it's very interesting, but there's just... A lot of things, especially in, like, realism, that I just, I can't quite wrap my head around to give it a higher score. I really can't. I do feel like the effects were, for the time, decent. I like that they relied mostly on special effects and animatronics and prosthetics instead of CG. I think that did help. I just feel like 
especially the lighting, like we talked about earlier, would have helped it a little bit more Mm -hmm. if they played around with that. In the first movie, a lot of it was darker. Mm -hmm. And in many other movies, that's more of a hindrance than a help. Because if you make the movie too dark... Then you can't see anything. Then you can't see anything, and it's completely pointless. Looking at you, AVP. (laughs) Alien vs. Predator was one of the darkest movies because you can't see a dang thing. (laughs) Can't tell what's going on. In this one, you see a bit too much. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't, it puts a more lighthearted spin, like a funny spin on it. And it's not supposed to be like that, I feel like. So they just went a little heavy handed with the lights. In my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things in this movie that they got a little bit heavy handed with, for sure. (laughs) Any more points on entertainment? I'm I'm good on entertainment if you want to slide right into (laughs) realism. Slide right in. Yeah. So this score is going to be very low. Probably one of my lowest because it is Nightmare on Elm Street. So for realism, I would rate it a one. And the reason being, well, just the whole, we do suspend some things to reality. But the whole, the movie is a collective. But there's a few other points I'm like, oh, no, that would not happen. We can only make exceptions for so much. Yes. So the, but the particular points that at least stuck out enough for me to write down was the teacher, whenever he was talking about like the digestive system and he talks about the heart, he picks up a heart with his bare fucking hand and just slaps it on the table. It's like, I'm sorry. Like teachers, but teachers are so anal about like, we need to have no pun intended. Uh, we need to have <laughs> that subtext. But um, teachers are so like strict about like, we need to have gloves when you're touching something raw. It might have been the times. I didn't put that. That was one of the few things I didn't count off for. I don't know. It's like in the 80s that we knew about germs. We knew about like not touching raw meat. I, I just feel like that's a bit of a stretch to be like, oh, it was probably the times. Now, maybe like 20, 30 years before that, sure. But like in the 80s, they knew better. I'm just hoping he washed his hands at least afterward. I hope to God he did. I, I don't remember them actually putting in the sound effects of him washing them in the background or anything. Nope. So. Yep. So yeah. we just have to wonder. We will never know. Um it's Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and then the blood in this movie, just like with the previous movie that we did, the blood was not very realistic. My my main issue was that it was so watery. <laughs> it was so watery. Very overhydrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, how much water are these people drinking? Too much. But um, yeah, I don't, I think there were probably a few scenes where it was a little bit more orangey than it typically would be but it was very noticeable how watery they made the blood and then pretty much 
all of the effects of the movie weren't convincing or realistic whatsoever. With this movie, there's not really any realistic aspect to it. Like, the way that the the family... Like, the dad... Yes, there are some dads that are forceful, like his dad. But it's just, like, way over-exaggerated. And then the mom was... She was definitely a mediator. Yeah, so it's like... I feel like since the Nightmare on Elm Street, the purpose of it is to exaggerate kids' fears and nightmares and bringing that to life, it makes sense that the relationships with the characters in the awake world would also be exaggerated to an extent. Unfortunately, that cuts down on the realism, so. What would you rate the movie? I'm actually very proud of you. (gasps) Oh. (laughs) I give it a one as well. Oh. That was a very accurate rating, and I'm proud of you. Are you saying my other realism (laughs) ratings aren't accurate? You tend to be a little nice. A little bit. I tend to be more the strict one on realism, so I'm proud of you. You were strict on this one. (laughs) Welcome to the dark side. There's me (laughs) being nice. There was nothing I could cling on to to be like, this is realistic. Like, the whole movie (laughs) is just a dumpster Um, fire for realism uh, in particular. I'm picky. So this is more a point in I wish we had this, but they have archery in PE, which I know that was a thing at one point. I'm not sure if it was at that particular time, but I kind of wish our school had PE or archery in PE. I know it's more of a liability thing nowadays. Yep. Which is sad. And it's also a reason why they don't generally do dodgeball in today's schools. Oh, man. I wish I was in elementary school nowadays. Right. Because I did a lot of dodgeball. Oh, yes. That was their favorite. Yes, that it was. Capture the freaking flag. I love Capture the Flag, though. But I just right. like running. Running away from people. I hate running. But I was the one that would jailbreak people. So, you know. Anyway, I feel like they had two different snakes. In the scene where the the bow was on him, the python. I honestly didn't pay very much attention One to that. One seemed a lot bigger when it was, like, wrapped around him and everything. That one seemed a lot bigger than the one that the teacher actually took off him and put in a tiny cage. By the way, super small enclosure for that poor snake. Awful. I don't feel like it would have lived as long in that containment to get the size that it was. But that's just me. I I didn't appreciate the animal abuse. So we'll just assume that snakes are very similar to fish and you should not contain them into one tiny I don't know as much. I feel like it could continue to grow, but it might stunt its growth as well in the, the enclosure that it was in. If anyone knows with uh, reptiles, if you please can do that. Yeah, please tell us. I really want to know now. I love snakes. This one was adorable. It was giving him a hug. <laughs> I know they're constrictors. And it was more, it's like, he's a tree. <laughs> he's something to climb. It was more just it going wherever it wanted to because it's a snake. But <laughs> it was adorable and I loved it. <laughs> but I am pretty sure there were two different snakes <laughs> in those scenes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to animal abuse. <laughs> With the bird that spontaneously combusted. And they're like, oh, there's a gas leak. That's not how gas leaks work. 
if it was a gas leak, then they would have died from the fumes themselves, not being able to breathe, and they would have died shortly after. <laughs> if it combusted and there was a gas leak, the whole house would have <laughs> gone up in flames. That's not how any of this works. And the fish tank that boiled and broke, those fish did not deserve that. I just wanted to state that. Just because. They didn't deserve that. Though it was a bit accurate that with the boiling water, the fish were dead before the tank itself broke. You could see them floating in the water. They still did not deserve that. You know, that makes Rude. me wonder with movies. I know, like, the older movies, they would sometimes, unfortunately, use live animals and do terrible, terrible things. So I wonder if even up to today... Since people are like, oh, they're just fish. If they actually do that or if they just use prop fish. Like, how does that work? I hope they use prop fish because it's not okay at all, ever. Being a person that keeps fish, it just hurts to see. It really does. So, but I'm pretty sure they probably used real fish in this one. Especially since they seemed like small goldfish, like juvenile goldfish. Which are often used horribly so as feeder fish. I say horribly, it's not that I'm against live feeding or anything other fish. I get it. But goldfish are a horrible food to feed to other fish. They give off an enzyme that blocks them from absorbing certain nutrients that they need <laughs> to live. Also, there's not much to goldfish <laughs> nutrient-wise or meat-wise. I didn't know we were going to talk about didn't, fish so much. Even if they didn't release that enzyme. So just saying. <laughs> they were cheap. And they still most of the time are fairly cheap fish to get a hold of. So anyway. <laughs> this movie does prove that planking is torture. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> thumbs up for that cruel and unusual punishment. Oh my god. Whenever they keep <laughs> cutting back to them doing that is so accurate. funny. That is accurate. Yeah. For anyone that has had to try to, for your workouts or whatever, have tried to hold a plank position for more than like 30 seconds. We're noodles. Don't judge. <laughs> it is torture. So for him to use it as a punishment, I get it. You suck, but I get it. The lightning hitting the dishes and only breaking the dishes, no other damage. First off, that's not how lightning works. And second, it went straight for the dishes. The clean <laughs> dishes. What did the dishes ever do? <laughs> they cleaned them. You couldn't even strike the dirty dishes and make us throw it away instead of having to clean them. No, no. You strike the clean dishes next to the sink. Rude. Not how lightning works. And rude. And it didn't cause any other damage. Anywhere around it. No... No fires, nothing, nothing broken, nothing like that. No fire alarms. Nope, nope, just broken dishes. This is fine, totally fine. The kids getting boiled in the pool weren't red or scalded or anything when they were being pulled out. No, no blistering, nothing, just, oh, this is kind of mildly warm. No redness or anything at all. Dad sucks at aiming. The father of the the crush should never be allowed anywhere near a gun. He didn't even bother aiming. He was very shaky and moving it the entire time. He could barely figure out how to load it. And he points it in a general direction of many other kids 
which he would presumably not want to hit. <laughs> He's like 10 feet away from Freddy at this point, and he misses by like three feet. I also don't understand the type of parents that would... I, I mean, I get that they let their daughter throw this party where there's adults nearby. So kind of a, if you're gonna drink, drink around us kind of thing. But that was a lot of drinking, and I know it was a little before the whole don't drink and drive movement and everything, and moms against drunk driving and all, but I feel like it was a bit excessive. Yeah. Also, in that kind of thing, if you're gonna supervise a party like that, or chaperone a party like that, actually be present. It turned into your typical 80s horror movie type trope where, you know, teens... And alcohol and sex. <laughs> like, what was the point of the parents even being there? Yeah. At that point, you might as well be like, oh, they're taking a trip. Let's throw a party while they're gone. Yeah. That was like the one trope you missed. <laughs> yeah. Didn't make it better. <laughs> really didn't. I also don't understand how the girl, through all of this, I understand. I understand that she's supposed to be a teenager and the hormones are raging. She really likes this guy. He's super cute. But she's seeing him turn into something gross <laughs> and he's murdering people. He even, before she even sees him transform, he comes in covered in blood and was like, I killed my best friend. <laughs> yeah. I also killed our PE teacher, by the way. This is totally fine. Not your fault. It's totally not your fault. You can beat this. I love you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No. And then he's attempting to kill her multiple times and she's still like you can fight this i believe in you i know you're in there and tries to kill freddy she kisses freddy call him bull on the whole thing just saying i'm also calling bull on the fact that there's like no consequences for any of these murders there's no murder investigation that we see you see police at the school after the pe teacher gets killed but they're not called anywhere any other time during this movie when freddy's attacking the party no police are called after the party bloodbath there's no police on scene there's no statements being had i know there was alcohol with underage kids they can't really prove anything right now and there are people that are dead i feel like that would take precedence over underage drinking at that point yeah so there's no consequences at all. I take it back. The police are called when they can't, the parents can't get into their son's room, his best friend, when he's being murdered. And you hear the sirens and the police are about to break down the door when he jumps out the window. But there's not enough police nearby to see him jump out the window or chase him down or anything like that. And there's, again, no consequences afterwards. They don't try to get any evidence or ask, you know, was there anyone else in the room with him? Because he apparently just walked right in the house without the parents knowing, woke his friend up, and was like, you need to watch me. <laughs> I need to sleep and you need to watch me sleep. 
I love how he didn't even give the friend a chance to say yes or anything. No. He was just like, oh, okay. No. And he jumped on him in the bed to wake him up. By the way, totally shipped those two. <laughs> I'm like, you don't wake up. I wish you would make me <laughs> wake me up. No. <laughs> no. So I just, I don't think any of it has any kind of accuracy of, you know, no consequences whatsoever. It just doesn't make sense. This this movie was not realistic at all. Even even suspending, you know, Freddy and everything and not not even counting off for the effects, which 80s. 80s. But without all of that even. It's just not a believable or realistic movie. Yeah. So, that's my take on it. It's Definitely not anywhere near the level of the first one. Personally, I would skip it. Yeah. Like, if you're just wanting a movie to laugh at and be like, whoa, like, what the heck were they thinking? I really enjoyed the movie. It was definitely entertaining. But it's like, if I really want to watch a horror movie and I wasn't in the mood to laugh, I want to, like, try and be scared... Um, it wouldn't be this. I would definitely skip. But to be fair, there's a, a few Nightmare on Elm Street movies that are just like, yeah, I probably want to skip those. But I think I feel like out of all of the ones now, if, I have not seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. But out of the ones that I've seen, this is probably the worst done as far as like the storyline and stuff like that. Like. As you said, like very inconsistent. Does it make sense with the lore? And I like the original lore and the original story, and it's not the same, and it makes me mad. <laughs> so this movie is definitely good for a laugh. So if yeah. it would be better to watch with friends, yes, watch it would with be friends funnier with friends for sure. Have snacks, or and if you're tea. of age, yeah, if you're of age and you can legally drink, you know, maybe. I think I could picture some alcohol being a little fun. It would be. It would have definitely made this movie even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just so ridiculous. Yes. But yeah. Oh, and so since this is now our third movie in October, we each week for those who are watching the video podcast, we have added a new decoration. And so if you say in the the comments what we added each week we will shout you out on social media i think that'd be really fun to do and this i'll give you freebies michael myers and gremlin since we've covered those movies i thought it just so appropriate to have them accompany us during these last couple of episodes yes But anyways, guys, so as always, thank you for joining us and please comment on what you guys thought of the movie. Um, If you'd like to recommend a movie and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also listen to us where you listen to most podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring if you'd like to support us monetarily. And we'll have all of the links mentioned below in the area down. <laughs> the, in the, well, in the, I'm in tired. The, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm tired. <laughs> so until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.